0: This is an I Am Listening exclusive podcast.
1: I mean, it'd be really interesting to listen to this in six months' time, wouldn't it? Yeah. And see where we are in six months' time. And I think in terms of the guests that we've got lined up and people that we're going to be chatting to,
0: definitely that's where we need to be because just chatting to those people, giving a platform to those people who just
1: do incredible stuff. Mm. Hello and welcome to this Tread Lightly podcast from us at the Rainham Eco Hub. My name is Kaylee, And I'm Liz. And this podcast is where we delve a little bit deeper into those conversations with local, every, Day heroes that are doing small and impactful changes. We hope that you get as much out of this as me and Liz do, and that you also laugh just as much too. In today's episode, Kaylee and Liz that's me and me we're going to be talking about how the hub started. We're going to go right back to the very beginning. Of where Liz asked me to borrow some litter pickers and then we become friends.
0: We did, 2020. Well, it was probably 2019, actually, wasn't it, when it very first
1: started? So, realizing now that it is four blooming years. And all of the things that have happened in those last years highlights, low lights, and everything in between. And looking to the future as well to see where the hub is going to be this time next year. I have loved doing this episode with you. It has been really nice. It's and it's so nice, hasn't it? Liz has agreed to do a yes year. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I did. (laughs) Hello, we are so pleased to have you here with us this lunchtime with me, Kaylee, and me, Liz. And as all good stories start, they go like this Once upon a time, there were two girls, (laughs) and they became friends about eco stuff. Yeah. The end. The end, yeah. (laughs) Are you all right? Yeah, I'm good. Are you? I'm really good. I'm really excited for this episode. Yeah, me too. So talking about beginnings, good bits, the end bits, not the end bits. The future. The future. Um, I love listening to you talk about how the hub started And kind of like the journey of of where we've got to so far. Because it feels like it's not real for me. So it feels like I'm listening in. It's funny, isn't it? (laughs) Because when we talk about where The Hub
0: started we keep we keep going oh my god yeah remember oh my god because we'd been talking about the fact that we really cared about environmental stuff probably I don't know so six months maybe longer before the hub Mm. started Mm. we kept being like I wonder if we could do a little group or wonder if we could wonder if we could wonder if we could and then bloody lockdown happened and Mm. covid hit and obviously covid was absolutely shit wasn't it um in so many ways for so many people and it was so sad But there was also some really cool and magical and amazing things that happened when lockdown happened and everybody just stopped and I just think it was kind of something that we need to never never forget really I think and you know the fact that we would go out for an hour's walk a day like what the hell I know we spoke about this other day it's weird isn't it yeah it's mad an hour's walk um, you know the clear rivers in Venice
1: the smog went away I don't remember that you isn't it funny how some things stick in your mind and others I thought I I, I guess my eternal hope was like this is it this is it this is the
0: turning point and the aeroplanes Went out the sky and the cars went off the road, and I would go running, like down towards Upchurch, just through those country lanes, just c- completely comfortable, knowing that I wouldn't meet another car. And the grass verges grew, and the wildflowers came up. I wish everyone Absolutely. could see your face right oh, there. You're so happy. It was so amazing. And there was so much horrible, shitty, scary stuff going on. Mm. And then on our tiny little Facebook page, it had like 10 people on it. There was people that would come
1: and comment and be like, oh, I saw this wildflower. I saw this wildflower. And that's literally how we started. We just set up a Facebook page called the Rain Eco Hub. And we had no plan. No. <laughs> we had no idea. We just wanted to... Give a platform, I guess, for people in our town to be able to, Liz always uses this phrase, like hang their hat. But like just to be able to just be, I guess, and talk about and ask questions for and kind of share advice and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And that's basically what it what it was, what it started as. And
0: I think what blew my mind as well was I had worked um, uh, for two environmental charities prior to the hub setting up. And I knew there were these amazing experts out there worked for a charity called Plant Life who are based down in Salisbury. And they had these amazing experts. There's a guy called Trevor Dines, who I'm literally obsessed with. He kind of, he's on country fire when he goes and does loads of um loads of T V. And him and this and this other guy, and his name escapes me, but he he led a conference talk, which I attended and it. it was about moss and lichen and um the fens. All this kind of stuff that I was like, oh God, this is gonna be so boring. And I was like, oh my God, this these people are keeping the planet up, you know, this about ninety percent of all meadow has disappeared since the nineteen seventies. And suddenly I was like, oh my god, this is relevant to everybody, not just to people that love flowers and are posh and well educated and everything else. So suddenly then to be able to take a minute in lockdown to go, you know, these amazing experts that do this stuff and they go on the telly and they talk about it. Like they live amongst us and they know and they care they about it. The they live amongst us. They do they? <laughs> And they would comment on the wild flowers in the verges and they would know what nature that that supports and they would go and do these walks and share pictures of trees and I was like, Wow, this isn't just for the people over there that care like it's for everybody and yeah I think lockdown's got a lot to answer for and you know Covid was an awful
1: time but it was it was the right time to start the hub do you yeah. do you feel that as well? Yeah I do I, I think I, I was trying to remember today how we actually connected like how we met we don't have any friends in common we didn't have any our kids didn't go to the same school same clubs you know like normal things of how you meet people but you messaged a page that I ran at the time and asked if you could borrow our litter pickers. Do you remember? Oh, no, I don't. You were was like, it? oh, have you got some litter pickers that I can borrow? Because you'd seen that we'd done a litter pick in like, I don't know, maybe like a year before something. Isn't that mad? Yeah. And then we just kind of that. then I was like, oh, I know who you are because you was also running um, another Facebook page. So it's kind of like we then become friends through that. And I think that's that was interesting for me today to remember that, that actually that was an environmental you know, thing. Touch, like that, right? And I didn't yeah. remember
0: it happened. That's so yeah.
1: interesting. so strange. And I remember when you messaged, I thought, oh, wants to do a little pig too. I don't know anyone else that would want to come and do a little pig. (laughs) Crazy nerd over there. Let's go. But yeah, but I think I can remember sitting with you having a coffee six months before lockdown. And I think I was just about to have an operation. So I was like, I really want to do this, but I just have no headspace right now. And then obviously I had my operation in March and then in April. Yeah, you were in hospital like at at lockdown. At lockdown. Well I was I come out of recovery. Um with the hospital manager at the end of my bed saying we're shutting the hospital down and I was like what what why and she was like uh, the global pandemic uh, uh. and I was like pop this mask on I went what I don't really understand I'd just come around and I literally thought I was still hallucinating yeah like, but anyway but yeah but that happened then so then the month after it was April was when we set up the hub Facebook page and yeah. um, I mean, to be honest, I think we both, we both didn't have any idea. We didn't have a plan. We obviously, we didn't really know each other. So we were just like, yeah, let's just see this. Let's just see how it goes. Yeah. Let's see let's, if we can find another couple of people couple to of maybe people. go litter
0: picking with. I thought we'd have, I don't know, 20, 30 people, but that would have still been Did cool. you? Well, that would have
1: been lo- loads more than what I thought. Yeah. It just,
0: yeah. I still think that would have been really nice though, yeah. just to have like, yeah. A, yeah, just thinking we could like buy a barrel of... Um, Like, I don't know, washing up liquid. And And share it out. Share it. A bit of a cooperative between 20, 30 people and how cute that would
1: have been. We just shared our tips and it just grew and grew and grew. But I can remember you, you like, literally wetting yourself over these grass verges (laughs) in lockdown. And I remember you texting me, like, really excitedly. And I remember thinking... I don't know what this goes on. This is great. Yeah, it's beautiful. I I didn't see the connection. Like I didn't.
0: Really? What you mean as in you didn't see it as an environmental thing or did you just think it was? I
1: think I didn't. I mean, it's difficult because I'm talking in hindsight, right? But I I remember being like, obviously, there's a connection because it's nature and the environment and we are part of that. We're not separate from and I understood that. But it wasn't quite where my understanding at the time was of what environmentalism was, mm. like what the conversations were. It My my understanding at the time was the kind of reduce, reuse, recycle approach. So it was more about consumerism. It and was, waste and, and things waste, like, like that. Yeah. yeah. And it was more about that. And it almost felt like the nature stuff, the biodiversity, I mean, biodiversity was a word I didn't understand probably actually it took me a good while after me hearing that word of really understanding what yeah. that meant I didn't connect that and put it in the same box it was almost like it was separate from and so that's interesting how my brain has just evolved you know over the last yeah. three and a half years for that I'm looking at my shelf that we've got in the studio and I've got the Nancy Berth whistle uh, green and clean book and then above it I've got like the garden jungle by yeah. Dave Goulson and like I would have naturally gone, oh, yeah, I would both like like both of those. But I wouldn't have then joined an eco hub page and started talking about the garden.
0: It's so true, isn't it? Because I think I was the same as you, that oh. I was like eco stuff. But I think, do you remember when we had that chat in St Margaret's and Alan was leading it and he was like, we need to look at this through the same lens as the Earthshot Prize, oh. where you've got kind of yeah. climate and air, yeah. waste, mm-hmm. the seas and oceans, mm-hmm. biodiversity. Lo- so mm-hmm. actually realising that... So my expertise, I guess, and my knowledge and background was with chalk grassland, with National Trust yeah. and with plant life, looking at meadows and magnificent meadows and, and that side of things, I've lost my child of thought now, but kind of bringing it all together and actually realising that you can have people that are interested and expert yeah. in one area and they don't necessarily talk to somebody else who's connected to another area, but that it's all interlinked and it's yeah. all getting trashed yeah. by the way that we live at the minute. But everyone just kind of operates in their silos, which is almost why the eco hub needed to exist. Just to be like, you're all doing really cool stuff, but no one needs kind of working in isolation doesn't necessarily build the whole picture. Exactly.
1: And and I think just for people that are have not come across that Facebook page, I think it's worth just mentioning. We still only have a Facebook page. and I say don't want to say only because as in like... You know, minimalise it. But we've got a Facebook page. That is our platform. That is our landing pad where you can come and uh, see all of the great stuff that's happening in our town. And essentially, uh, the place that we have got to at the minute is Liz and I um, celebrate... Cheer on, encourage, enable loads of really cool action in our town under all umbrellas of environmentalism. So you can be your little picking, you're reducing waste, you're looking at biodiversity, protecting green spaces, looking at the air that we breathe. And when we told that to somebody in the early days, they went, you're insane, you can't do all of that. And it's like... No, we're not going to do all of that. We're going to create a platform where other people can be educated, um, can educate us, um, and we can enable action through that page to allow other people to step up and start doing some some cool stuff. And that leads on really nicely into kind of like the best bits that we've yeah. had so far because um, a lot of people, when we started, uh, there were some funny examples of um, people um coming to find us and saying oh can you help us set up a hub and we were like i mean we can try let's have a conversation and they go and we said well we start with a facebook page and they go yeah no that's not going to work and we're like oh we know we know no other way okay we don't know any other way but a facebook page but by the way how did you find out about us because we the only way you would find out about us is a facebook page (laughs) but they'd had a friend who told them found us on facebook so that was a hilarious uh but there are eco-hubs out
0: there that are doing really cool stuff. So some have physical spaces. Yeah, so yeah. there's an eco-hub in um, <coughs> Surrey and they've got garden, they've got a community fridge, they've got a space where you can go and do refilling, they go and do like bra drop-offs, you can kind of swap your, your, your winter coat and that kind of thing. So yeah. some do have a physical space. Yeah, but yeah. there's a growing movement of people that are just like, that's not feasible for us. Yeah. But what we can do is just connect and find out what people are doing and celebrating that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And we've had some amazing moments. Well, I've we've had some pinch me moments over the last, yeah. what, three and a half years? That'd be four years in April. No, it won't. Yes, it will, because we're, we're going into 2025. Oh my I'd have said it was three years in April. Mm. So we've had some really pinch me moments, and I think it would be really nice to just go and revisit a couple of them. What are your standout bits that you would say?
0: Um, I mean... I always come back to trying to reflect on the importance of the lady called Jem. Do you remember Jem in lockdown? I think she's your friend anyway, isn't she, who set up the garden safari? really really early doors back in
1: lockdown again well i met her through that i didn't know her did before you? that
0: yeah but just a lady who wouldn't even necessarily i don't i don't imagine have said that this was because of environmental you know issues but actually because the shops were all shut and the boot fairs didn't happen it was a case of saying look pop stuff on your drive wear a mask sit back and we will all come along and you know buy stuff or swap i think it was swapping i don't even think it was exchanging money and so people were just kind of getting rid of all sorts of stuff and it just the amount of stuff that just did end up in landfill because of the garden safaris was awesome and then that kind of principle took to social media bigger picture and our bigger town community page was swapping birthday balloons and they were swapping you know dinners and leftovers and I found this in my garage what do people think and so that kind of community covid connection piece was really cool and essentially I don't think it was started as an environmental piece but it gave an opportunity to talk about reducing waste buying less looking for secondhand and those kind of things I think have been such a highlight for me because they've been accidental they haven't been run by us or the hub but actually it's just been a really good place to like a hook almost just Mm. to be like that's really cool that's Mm. good and everyone got really good stuff out of that they connected with their neighbours they got rid of their crap um and the people that needed certain things would just put a message out being like anyone got any age 12 to 13 boys trousers yeah I have and then they went to that and walked around their neighbourhood and yeah it was accidentally environmental but Really like sold to us that the hub can't exist unless we really will look at grassroots engagement with people who don't necessarily
1: access and talk
0: about environmental stuff yet
1: and I and I think there's a lot of um in the environmental space there's a lot of calling out of like bad stuff or like greenwashing and stuff like that and that absolutely needs to happen and there's a place for that but I think what we discovered was that we were calling out the good stuff and it felt like that calling out the good stuff encouraged more good stuff and so so. it was kind of like yeah that felt that felt nice and it did
0: feel nice didn't it and I think also people then being able to say well unless you're Greta Thunberg then you serve no purpose to the environmental movement mm. but once people feel safe knowing that they're doing some good stuff like try the next thing try yeah. the next thing but you yeah. don't enter this shame space yeah. and this fear space where unless you're doing everything right then you can't get involved because then you don't
1: don't get started no. and that sucks no exactly i think there's been um so many moments I, i'm struggling to think of like my absolute favorite like there was there was definitely a time when we i think it was 2021 when we started our green drinks, so we knew that people were starting to get together and connect more and obviously after you know several lockdowns people were itching to be able to get back and connect and I am a people person like I absolutely love meeting people meeting new people hearing their stories kind of why they're interested in this sort of stuff I I love that and so we set up a green drinks um, that meets monthly in a local pub and I was just in my element because It serves no purpose other than people being able to get together for a drink in a local and just chat about local environmental stuff and that still goes on today and that's really lovely and we now it's expanded to, this, to the sense that it's still informal but occasionally we have um, speakers come in and um, chat and speakers are you know locals speaking on local issues they're not always um, we have had visitors come um, we've had some amazing speakers from organisations but uh, some of my favourites have been from local people where they've gone I'm really interested in this and here's what I know about it and then they share it and and that's nice because you're you're strengthening communities by doing that sort of stuff so it's not a direct action towards environmentalism well it is but it's but it's more indirect i would say than some other forms that you can do do you know what i mean it just
0: gives a different place so it's not just this suddenly the facebook page isn't just a facebook page anymore there's green drinks but we kind of connect everything together through the facebook page but green drink serves totally different purpose doesn't it and yeah people enjoy meeting up and having a drink Do you want to live more sustainably, but you just don't know where to start?
1: Did you, like me, sign up for Veganuary and accidentally buy chicken sausages on day two?
0: Does the whole eco thing leave you feeling confused and sometimes overwhelmed? If so, this is the podcast
1: for you. Remember to check us out on our socials on Facebook and Instagram, the Rainham Eco Hub. I think one of the first times that I realised it felt like we uh, we wasn't really playing, I think is the right word, was we hosted our first eco awards in 2021. Oh, yeah. So as a town, we kind of like got people to nominate who their eco heroes were. And at the time... The High Sheriff of Kent um, was a a local business owner who lived in Raynham, and so we asked him to be able to come and help give out the awards and award people. and And I remember at the end, I, it, this I'd had a panic attack by this point. By the way, people, so like I was like not really paying attention to much on stage. This was. And they came out with these flowers and this award. I'm looking at it now. It's like this award was merited by the Higher sheriff of Kent, who Kayleigh and Liz got one as well, in recognition um, of great and valuable services to the community. And it's on this like really fancy paper and stuff. And I've, I, I remember just standing there thinking oh we're not playing like people really think that we're making a difference. Did you feel that? Well I
0: think even on the night when we were like this is the Eco Awards but if everyone turned around and just went shut up
1: and didn't come out we'd go oh yeah fair enough that's (laughs) all right. But we had over 100 people there and it and it it was so lovely to be able to stand there and just see all of these faces because but, you know, bearing in mind, up until this point, these people had just been Facebook profiles yeah. that we'd not really had connection with because we was in lockdown. It was just as we were coming out. Yeah, true. And so we'd seen all these people for the first time and been like, oh, you're the litter picking guy. You're this yeah. guy. You're the garden guy. You, you do this. And so it was nice to make those connections. And, and- to see the sheer numbers, because I think
0: you kind of, we've got so many people doing amazing things. Mm. And then when you write it all down and invite them all together, you're like, Whoa! There's billions of you. Yeah, like, I think suddenly billions, there's 1000000000s sca-
1: billions. There's
0: billions of. Them. There's billions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and when you look at the scale of it, it's 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 suddenly mad, isn't it? Yeah. Like the you know the ripples in a pond and yeah. how far like the yeah. hub's gone in terms of yeah. the number of people that are engaging with this and yeah. And the same like when it when it came to talking about you know highlights, it, it literally like makes my brain clog up because I'm like you know we did so Day much in 2021 and and we were in lockdown then as well. We did what? Earth Day. Said, oh gosh. Do what you can yeah. do within what you can do. Yeah. And so some schools did some planting, some schools did um, a little climate strike. It was a climate strike. That was so beautiful. Yeah. Right. as well, by the way. They made posters, yeah. wandered yeah. around. Others did litter picks. Some yeah. did like a bird spotting yeah. exercise. There were some businesses that said if you bring in your use, um, reusable cup, then we'll give you discounts off. And then other people just, yeah, just community groups did different things. There was little bees um, kind of tied to branches and things. And so even when times are hard people were still just trying to be creative in in terms of what they could do and then you know with the climate strike being what what could happen in 2021 we this year definite highlight when a small group of us went up to the big one the climate protest in London definite highlight for me that was
1: so powerful it was unbelievable
0: because it was suddenly saying you know we really care and to have our to feel kind of that we had a place to to go and actually protest and put our voice to that I thought was amazing just finding other people, but from across the country, who were doing good
1: stuff too. See, I'd done protests before, but um, on a much smaller scale, and I'd gone with my children, and it didn't feel protesty. Does okay. that? Do you know what I mean by yeah. that? Like it, it. I mean, there wasn't that many people, and <laughs> it didn't feel like we were really. I don't know. It just didn't. It didn't feel protesty. But this one, there was over a hundred thousand people. It was mega wasn't over it? the weekend, and. It felt like you were definitely part of something bigger. Yeah, so I did. I, I agree. That is that is 100% one of my massive highlights. I think my huge highlight from 2023 is getting a place on the Eden Community Camps back oh in March. Oh yes. And I am so, so grateful that I had that experience because I've still really liked to do some more work around like what I learned and stuff about that. Because some bits come back to me and I'm like, oh yeah, like it was so good. I learned so much about just strengthening communities and and empowering them to be able to go and do good stuff. That's so good. And anyone can access that, can't they? So it doesn't have to. You can apply. Yeah, anybody can apply. And they they do online uh, festivals like community camps and they also do uh, fully funded ones. So you go to Cornwall go to the actual Eden project in Cornwall and you spend a weekend there and it's long like long long days yeah they just pour into you all of their knowledge all of their wisdom all of their stuff and it's just amazing you just meet amazing people and hear amazing stories which is again what I absolutely love so cool. but one of the most amazing things from that weekend of course all of the things that Eden provided was absolutely amazing but one of the things that I think I will absolutely take to my grave is on Mother's Day oh, it was you- the weekend on Mother's Day There was a couple of us. I didn't have a car because they provide you with transport to get there. And we were about 15 minutes from the beach. We went down to the beach at like seven in the morning. Freezing cold. It was March, right? And we did a swim in the sea. so nice. With seals. Oh, my God. And it was the most... The sun was rising and it was just the most beautiful thing. And I thought... This is from the the eco hub. So if we hadn't have started that, I know I would just wouldn't have ended up there. that experience. It's so many things have come from just meeting like other like minded people that has led me into all of these different things. And I just feel like so, so grateful. And I'm so excited for what 2024 has got to bring, which I think we should talk about kind of like we never have a plan. We never... <laughs> never. And even if we have had a plan, we've gone, should we do this? And we both go,
0: mm-hmm. We, we won't follow it.
1: We try because yeah, I try. do like a pl- I do like a plan. I like to know. Yeah, I know. But, but- then I get bored, and I get, and then I get oh, waylaid. I it's a bit like having a conversation with this. How many times have we had a podcast, and I? Oh my god! I just go. Oh, can I just <laughs> and I just interject, and we end up going. That around. is like the
0: hub, but a microcosm of the hub <laughs> in in podcast form. But yeah, twenty twenty four feels suddenly really different, doesn't it? And I mm. don't know why. Um, I think because at the, the end of the first year, we were like that escalated. But we were still just a bit oblivious to it. Year two we started to be like, Okay, this can this could be a thing. At the end of year three we had like some a bit of structure given to us by some of the people when we came together and did a bit of a strategy
1: day, didn't mm, we? But mm. now we've almost like come together and gone, This is really magical and really oh, amazing yeah. and and big organisations come to us and go, will you endorse this or you know can you give us comment to this? Can you and we're talk like on the telly. What? Oh yeah, can you talk on the telly? Can you talk on? <laughs> we're like, uh, you realise it's just me and Liz and we're still in our pajamas. Uh, but we kept saying that, didn't we? Yeah. And they were
0: like, no, but please come on the telly, like because we like we like the ethos of just
1: giving it a go and not stop. You know, they didn't just want to talk to people who were in a suit and corporate and kind of could give a certain line. It was like. I want your authentic, normal people. (laughs) Normal. I want to build on it in a way that I'm able to give specific time to. So I've like been able to be really privileged to be able to be Focused on environmental stuff in 2024 and give it a lot more time than I've been able to in the last year. So I'm really excited to see. I mean, it'd be really interesting to listen to this in six months' time, wouldn't it? Yeah. And see where we are in six months' time. And I think, in terms of the guests
0: that we've got lined up and people that we're going to be chatting to, definitely that's where we need to be because just chatting to those people, giving a platform to those people who just do incredible stuff. Mm. And then they tell their story, and then you go, oh, I can do that. I could do that too. But as long as you can be heard like you can you know share your message but actually that's one of the greatest things about the hub is actually everyday normal people just being like have you tried this product have you thought about this i use less of this how about that i wrap my presents in you know cut up laundry bags or whatever else it might be and until you've heard it you can't make those changes and that's what I think it's really cool and that's where I'm loving that hopefully the podcast will grow in 2024 and we'll meet and connect with new people you know we think back and we've been listening and actually we're not just a Facebook page there's a whole kind of there's a WhatsApp community there's kind of events that go on there. We're a, a lot stronger drinks. we're a
1: lot stronger as a community I think and are becoming to be more resilient I would say, um, and different communication channels. That isn't just a Facebook page anymore. Yeah, yeah. And I think people are have got such a. I'm talking for me. Yeah. That we've got such a better understanding of locally what those issues are that we face, and I think people feel a lot more empowered to be able to take action. And I would have loved to have been able to do. Is it called like an impact report where oh, you kind yeah. of see what sort of changed in those last three and a half four years? Because I, I would imagine there's a lot of people that beforehand was like, well, it's not my problem or I can't fix it. And I think what we've got now in a town that's quite a large size, to be fair, 32,000, I think we've got, you know, I think a lot of people do feel empowered to be able to make a change yeah. and know that they don't have to do it on their own. I think that's the other thing is that some people love working on their own, don't they, and like being able to do to do that but other people like me prefer to be in a group of people prefer to be in a team and I would really love to see 2024 grow on that momentum of people coming together and kind of doing something for the greater good and yeah just becoming more stronger and more resilient that that really encourages me I think yeah I agree Um, so 2024 we are ready for you let's do it but yeah go find us out on
0: socials give us a little follow um yeah thanks guys and also rate this podcast please rate this podcast give us a cheeky rating that That would would be be lovely
1: thanks guys all the best
0: thank you for listening to the Rainham eco hubs tread lightly podcast if like us you're trying to be more sustainable then like and subscribe to get notified when we release new episodes or even better share with your friends and family hope you enjoyed today's episode and thank you for joining us stay safe keep going and find us on socials cheers guys